Everyone thinks because you're a zombie, you don't know good coffee. Well, they're wrong. There's only one brew that gets my seal of approval. Deadly Grounds coffee is my guilty pleasure. The aroma is so intoxicating. It brings all of my neighbors out of the woodwork. Deadly Grounds coffee. Coffee to die for and zombie approved. It's good to get a little deadly. Hello, and welcome to the Dorkening Podcast Network. Press pound to hear the available shows. The Wicked Horror Show, Loose Cannon with Jar Jar Jeremy, Secret Underground Hideout, That Strange Show, Cinema with Harrison Smith, Dorks the Podcast, Super Retro Throwback Reviews, The Horror Squad Podcast, The Dorkening, Throwdown Thursday, Black and White Fright, Dorks the Podcast, for more information check out thedorkening.com. It's Monday morning, so you know what that means. It's go time. My name is Jay, and welcome to episode four of our show. This week, we will wrap up our NFL preview by giving our picks for who we'll meet in Tampa Bay next February for Super Bowl 55, and who we think will walk away with the Lombardi Trophy. We will also give an update on how the home teams are doing in their respective bubbles. I'm going to go out on a limb here and think James might not be a happy guy on that subject. We will then end the show with a segment that gets all the buzz, just a couple dads being dudes. So James, let's segue here to the playoff update. How are the Bruins doing in Toronto? Well, the Bruins right now are home from the bubble in Toronto. Ouch. Uh, Sorry, man. Yeah. No. Like we said last show, um, in in game, last Monday night, they had an awesome game. It went to double overtime. You know, it's a winner take all. They 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 played, they played, they played, they played. You know, they Krejci scored. You know, under five minutes to tie the game, pushes over the overtime. Uh, but at the end, the Lightning were just a better team, and that was the whole thing before the round started in our in our first episode. I said Tampa, it, Tampa Bay is the better team. Um. You know, it just, you know, with Halak, it was very much your ceiling with him wasn't high. He wasn't going to, you know, he wasn't a cup finalist goalie. He was going to get you as far as they could. Um, I mean, it's tough when your top line just disappears again. Your second line disappears again. Um, You know, and, and that's always been the Bruins motto in the playoffs is if their first line can't score, if they're not scoring five on five, then they're not winning. Um, and that again, what happened this time, their first line just very much disappeared. It was, it was a ghost of a, what they should have been. Um, you know, Tampa came to play Tampa was there, you know, they hit back, you know, this off season, there's a lot of question marks the Bruins are going to have to do. And, you know, we'll talk about them, you know, in the show, uh, once all the off season's done and the cup finals are done, but you know, Krug is, you know, one of your best defensemen, he's a free agent. He's going to want top money. So you're looking at eight, $9 million. Um, Chara, who's 43 years old. He's been your captain for almost 20 years. 
you know, he, he's up. He's 43 years old. Wow. He still wants to, yep. He still wants to play in Boston. He still wants to uh, contribute. He's not leaving Boston. His family's here. He's, he's lived here for so long. He doesn't want to get up and move it. So he wants to come back to the Bruins. If I'm the Bruins, I'm not bringing him back. Uh, you know, even if he comes back on a million dollar deal, what are you going to do? Put him on your third line defensive pair? No, you, you know, I, it, it, it goes back to thank you for what you've done for us. You, you, you brought us the three cups. You won one of them. So thank you. But it's time to give the defense to the younger, t- the younger players. You got to give, the, you have to give it to McAvoy. You got to give it to Carlo. That's if funny. You it's bring funny, him- James. It's, it, I feel like that's been done before somewhere, right? Uh, sounds like. Hmm, sounds very 40- familiar for a Boston sports team can't put my finger on it right now, but sorry, Can, go ahead. It's okay. Um, so, you know, I really hope that he comes back in some sort of capacity. Maybe he's out there as like a defensive coach, if he's there to help up the guys, but you know, you kind of got to get Char out of there as, cause I feel like it's a safety net for the Bruins into a point where they put him out there. You know, again, he's six, he's seven, one on skates. He has, he has the longest stick in the league. I always go back to when they won the cup in 2011, uh, game seven of the finals. Some guy called up to complain about the stick, and the radio host was like, okay, we've heard everything about these playoffs. Now they're complaining about Char's stick length, which to a point that he does have a, 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 a mandate from the league to have a stick that long. Um, but, you know, I want to see the team kind of turn over, you know, go to the youth, you know, you know, try to trade Tuga Rask in the offseason, try to trade David Krejci in the offseason. You know, that's going to free up a lot of cap room. You're probably going to have to eat some of that. And, you know, everybody's like makes fun of like, oh, the, the NHL players only make like seven, six, six million dollars a year. But, you know, that's so you know, that's not that's not a ton compared to other sports. Well, the problem is with the NHL is a hard cap. You know, you know, so they, you, 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 there's no wiggle room in the cap numbers. It's not like, you know, the NFL where you have cap number and real money numbers. And as Bill Belichick said, the cap, the cap can be manipulated in many ways. The NHL, you can't, it's a hard roof, hard ceiling. So, you know, you know, the, 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 the conference playoffs are going, going to, uh, started last night and continuing tonight. So you got Vegas in Dallas out in the West and you got Tampa Bay and the Islanders in the East. Um, if the Islanders Tampa Bay season series doesn't go seven, I'll be disappointed. And same thing with the West. You have four awesome teams in it. Um, My pick is Vegas out of the West and I have the Islanders upsetting the bolts and going to the finals. So you're going to Vegas, New York, in the Stanley cup finals. So we'll see what happens. You know, it should be fun, but you know, it's sad that the Bruins are out. They were the best team, you know, in, in Marshawn summed it up and you could tell right there, they didn't want to be there. He basically said, you know, you go there, you do all this work for three months and you get nothing, you know, it was a waste of time. So you're just telling your fan base in NHL that this whole bubble thing was a waste of time and you didn't want to be there. That is why you're not going on to the next round. That is why you're home now in Boston and playing, enjoying the last couple months of the summer into the fall. So, you know what, get your head out of your, your, your butts for the year, you know, refocus. So when your season starts up again in January, you're ready to go and let's see if we can go get that cup with the new fresh team. But for me, I want to talk about the only team left in Boston that is going to be in the playoffs possibly this year. Those Celtics who were off to a hot start, but it looks like they're coming down to earth in this round. What's going on in uh, down in Orlando? Yeah. Coming down to earth. Not that game three, I think is what you're going to refer to here. Uh, it was on Thursday night. What a gut wrencher. I was watching the game and it was close. How do you leave him that wide open. It's, I, I don't even know where to start. I, it, it's, it's, you know, it, Jalen Brown, an amazing defender, amazing player. 
and on you know steps up to the plate when he gets interviewed after the game and just says, "Hey, that was on me, my mistake." Okay, that's great. But literally, the defending champions, you just gave them not a window. You you just knocked the door down for them to just come on in and say, "Oh wait, we're awesome. We know we're awesome, and we can make a shot with 0.5 seconds." Like I'm sitting there, like counting my head. Uh, can he even do this? And sure enough, they did. And uh, I mean, it was back and forth that whole game. It was a very competitive game. Very again, I mean, in NBA standards, it was one hundred four to one hundred three. Pretty low scoring game for both of those teams. It came down to the point five second, and my heart dropped. I was watching it on the couch. I threw my hat across the room, I, and it wasn't a frustration of losing that game. It was just knowing that it was Toronto and they were going to build momentum. And then sure enough, game four last night was just a battle. And it felt like they were behind the whole time. Every time they would get close, Toronto would step back up. But that was the the egg of the game. Like the Celtics shot horribly. Their three-point percentage was like in the 20 percentile. Awful. What they said, they made seven three-points seven the lowest th- of. Seven for 35 or something. It was It was unbelievable. And they lost by seven. So to me, I'm like, okay, that was a bad game. It was they were shaking off that 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 game three loss, and I'm still hopeful. It's an even, you know, it's two two right now. You know, now it's just the best of. Uh, you just got to win. Uh, what's what's left? Two out of the next three. It's the best of three. You got to win two of the three. So. So again, I I picked it a couple weeks ago or last week that hey, it's going to be a six or seven. So we're still there. I'm still hopeful. The problem was that that game three really opened that and blew open the door for Toronto. Like you you don't give them that light. I was sitting there three zero walking it. You know, I was like after uh, Tice made that dunk, I'm sitting there like this is this is great. This is amazing. Up three zero. I don't even care about that game four. Not not the, not the case. And as far as the rest of the NBA, just amazing basketball all the way through. Um, Houston beat the Lakers, which was pretty amazing. Houston's a very small ball team, and that's going to be a fun series, even though tonight or we're recording this on Sunday. But uh, tonight, the um, Houston's just getting shellacked right now by the Lakers. And Milwaukee actually stepped up and beat Miami and Miami had a three Oh lead. So, um, and then also I think Denver took it to the Clippers. So, you know, I thought the Clippers had steamrolled them. I think in game one they did, but I think they tied it up. So it's, it's one, one over there now. So can we talk the, about that Denver Utah game ending like last 30 seconds of that game? Oh, what a, and what a, what a bad game that was. I think it was 80 to 78, super low scoring. They were just like, they were all beat up. I mean, just all tired. They, they were just tired. Oh, yeah. it was just, you know, both uh, Jamal Murray for Denver and uh, Spider Mitchell. Uh, they were just uh, exhausted, I guess, for the most part. No offense. It was all defense, which, which tends to happen. Uh, but they really kind of showed their colors. And then they walked into against the Clippers. And like you mentioned, they got beat pretty bad because they were just exhausted. They bounced back. Uh, Djokovic, uh, Djokic, Djokic, uh, I think that's his name, Djokic. Anyway, he had a very good game, the center for Denver, and uh, and that's how they're going to win. And I think Jamal Murray had another, like, I don't know, 28 points. 
And that's that's just how they're going to have to lean on those guys. But again, the Clippers are so deep, they can just like, I don't know, I feel like they take games off just to kind of like relax into the series and they'll still win maybe 4 to 1, 4 to 2. It's, you know, I, I'm not too worried over there. I'm not too worried about the Clippers uh the Lakers either. But Miami beating uh Milwaukee right now is pretty impressive. Pretty impressive stuff. Well, um, now that um the Greek freak is injured with his ankle, his status for game 5 is up in the air. I'll be surprised if he plays some of it because they won without him, which was huge. That was huge that they won without him. Um, but I just feel like in 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 I'll I'll take a take out of um this uh, a local sports radio guy being like, I think the best thing for the Celtics and the best thing for the Heat is their loot they lost. I feel that if they if the Celtics went in, say they swept um they swept the Raptors and went into the next round, and if they you know. Got say say they, they 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 took care of business in the in the conference finals and they're actually in the NBA finals, which there is a shot. The window is very much wide open for them to at least get to the NBA finals, and they meet to go against the Lakers or the Clippers, and they have yet to lose a game. They are you know they're twelve and zero in the playoffs. I just you you worry that you get if they get punched in the mouth pretty quickly by Los, one of the Los Angeles teams. You know, that could be a very much, especially in the finals and a lot of the young kids, they might not be able to recover from that. So, yeah, get punched in the mouth and around earlier. Know what it is, feel the loss, know to come back in the series. So if you go further in the playoffs, you already know how to respond. Because, again, a lot, this is a young team, you know, and, you know, the good thing with this year, they don't have Kyrie with them, which was just a cancer on that team. Because you saw it last year when they were up, they got down on the Bucks, they just gave up. So, oh, yeah, that was awful. And, you know, and he was shooting like 30 shots a game and not making anything. It was He knew he exactly. was on his way out. He knew. He was like, already signed. So, like, I'm out of here. I, I, I'm hopeful that these couple losses with the Celtics, basically they're looking at each other being like, we're better than this. You know, we have to step up our game to where it was and that they're not going to feel like they can coast through the playoffs. So, yeah. And, and to be honest, uh, obviously huge Celtics guy really want them to go. Uh but again, even if they make it to the next round against Miami, what a hell of a series that's going to be. Because uh, I really think Miami is going to come out on top of that. And even if Toronto gets passed, which I hope that doesn't happen, I still am going. I'm full on board with Miami. I just I'm kind of like falling in love with that team for 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 who they are. Duncan Robinson, what a great story. Division three played at Williams College right out in uh, William Williamston, Massachusetts, I think. Um, I don't know, D3 guy, then went to Michigan, now is in the NBA, and he's just stroking the three. It's a pretty amazing story. I love it. And then, uh, again, they match up super well with at least the Clippers. Now, if the Lakers go, totally different ball game because there's so much height. But uh, yeah. I think it's going to be pretty awesome. So Yeah, well, and, and then I think at the end of the day, too, if you look back, is what what is Milwaukee going to do? I think that's the... Uh... The question that they're going to have to look at if they get out, if they lose this series, say they don't come back. And I think the real question, Milwaukee's going to be like, okay, what, what, what's wrong? What, what is the one piece we're missing? Cause that's two years. They've gotten bounced from the playoffs early when they're expected to be in the finals. Yeah. It's a so, mid market, mid market team. So you need to get a free agent. You need, cause some of what they did draft and who they have there aren't bad pieces, but I mean, they need one more guy. They really do. Especially, I mean, I mean, like you said, uh, Giannis only played 11 minutes tonight, but he was eight for 10 in those 11 minutes and had 19 points. Okay. Oh yeah. hundred percent. So uh, that's a, that's a well, who, whole game who for a guy. <laughs> so he would have had, he would have probably dropped 40 and they would have just rolled on, on Miami. 
because they were just ready to play. They were down 3-0. Who, who cares? He was called, well, who, who said he's the Pippin and they need a Jordan? Like, he's never, he's not a Jordan. Like, yep. didn't someone say that? Jay Williams. Uh, and I think uh, it was like banter on Twitter between Jay Williams and uh, Richard Jefferson. So, and uh, they were kind of bringing LeBron into like, oh, yeah, he needed it. You know, he needed, he needed Wade to finally get to the level. But it's just like, yeah, man, it's the NBA, man. You, you can't do it by yourself. Look, the story's true over and over with Michael Jordan and Kobe Bryant. And the list goes on. Once Shaq got there, uh, you got to do it with at least two. And that's why my, the Lakers have it with, the, I think, two of the one of the, the best five, you know, with uh, AD and uh, LeBron. And then you have other teams like the Clippers who have George and um, Kawhi. Kawhi Leonard. But there's the roster at behind that is is pretty damn amazing. And then you have the the best three is actually the Celtics, Kemba, Tatum, Brown. And then we had Hayward as a four. Like, what team has Kemba and and uh, t- you know two ex All Stars? It's just amazing. It's just and amazing. Smart coming, and then you have Smart coming off the bench. And, and Smart's just one of those hell of a players. Like he, you know, he can cancel out anybody else. So my my hope is that they 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 keep this extending because this they keep extending this series. Hayward possibly can come back in the next round. I don't know how many minutes he's going to get, but that's going to be a nice equalizer if we have to play Miami because that's another body that can drop at least 12 points. So Yeah, and so my, my last question before we get to the main topic of the show is um, Steve Nash as a head coach for the Brooklyn Nets, is that going to be good? Is it bad? Is this a Kyrie hire? Is this a Durant hire? Is this one of those people like, oh, he's just the coach, but, you know, realistically, Kyrie and Durant are calling the plays? 100%. Yeah, 100%. I've heard that kind of everywhere as well. I'm sure a lot of people out there listening to our show has heard some rumblings of that, that it's kind of all in that circle. But I think Nash is a beautiful mind, and I think he is going to bring an element of definitely some offense, which they already have. They have great scores. They have great um, – in KD coming back. But again, KD's coming off a very serious injury. So uh, even if he's half the man he was, he's still an all-star, which is amazing. You know, and then Kyrie, uh, you know, he's always had his 10 and 90 in the knees. And, but anyway. Oh, watch all that just, that just disappears. This just disappears this season. Sure. And that's why, you know, they're, it's, it's going to be very interesting next year. I think they're going to have a very good season. They still need another couple pieces. And, and, uh, cause I think, uh, Lavert really came out and had a very good bubble. Had a very good, you know, first round series. He was averaging like over twenty six points a game. I think he's gonna, but he could be the th- third guy on that team, and that's okay. Or do they wheel and deal him and try to get a couple more pieces for him? Is still a great option. So they actually have very, very good options, and that is why for the Clipper, uh, I'm sorry, the Celtics. This is their season because they know that. New Jersey is going to get extremely better next year. And they were already a playoff team this year. So I'm hard pressed to think if they don't do it now, it's going to be the Hill is just way too steep next year. Cause Miami ain't going anywhere either. They're just going to stay. They're all going to stay in, in uh, South Florida. Jersey's getting better. Toronto's always going to be a contender. 
Philly could be Philly. Philly. Yeah, Philly can be Philly. But you still in the Celtics what are they going to be? If they this is it is now. This is it. This is this is our time. Okay. All right, cool. All right, guys. So definitely in the comments um where there on Twitter feels me to let us know what you think of the the current NBA series, your NH the NHL series, you know, let us know what you think, you know, what your picks and stuff. We'd love to hear it from you. But this goes into our main topic of this week's show, our final part. It's a our our, our NFL 2020 preview um as kickoff is 4 days away. That is right. Kickoff is 4 days away. Uh, where uh, Kansas City is going to be host raising their banner in front of an empty stadium. Uh, um, well, they already got their rings, which were freaking gorgeous. They're always Super Bowl rings are freaking gorgeous always. Um, but this week we're going to do our AFC prediction, our AFC championship champion, NFC champion, and our Super Bowl champion. Uh, and then you know we'll we'll touch base on maybe some awards like possible MVP and stuff, but nothing too deep. But this is the end of the se- end of our um, series as we've all done our fantasy football drafts and we're getting ready to go uh, next week. Jay, what are we going to talk about next week? Let's tease them early about what next week's show is going to be. So for all you uh, football nerds out there, we are going to get deep in a uh, topic, a discussion that is very near and dear to me. It's going to be fantasy football anonymous. Something that you just can't get enough of and hate with a passion. That is what yeah. we're going to talk about. So definitely, we want to hear from you. We might have some surprise guests. Who knows? But we wanted to give you guys a heads up on that. So with that, um, we did our we, we did our AFC breakdowns, NFC breakdowns, uh, those last two episodes. So, Jay, who is your pick to go to Super Bowl 55 in Tampa Bay, Florida, Raymond James Stadium? Yeah, so I guess on the AFC side, I know it seems like an open and shut case. We, you know, we have a lot of people that love Baltimore. You know, who's to say that their team still won't continue to do what they're doing, right? You have the Chiefs defending champs. Uh, you know, again, another juggernaut. We talked about it in the last pod about having returning twenty of twenty-two starters. I think that's a big deal. They got a very good running back in the draft who's going very high in fantasy. That's the only reason why I know that. Other than that, he's got three names, and I couldn't tell you one of them. Anyway, uh, but uh, you know what? To be honest with you here, um, it's very hard to repeat, right? And, you know, the whole story about Super Bowl hangover and stuff like that. Uh, I'm kind of going to go out on a limb and, you know, I I have a feeling they will make it to the AFC Championship game, but I I just don't think they're going to take it all the way. Um, So... I guess if 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 you have to put a gun to my head today, Baltimore Ravens, uh, you know, they kind of fell out of the playoffs early. Uh, Tennessee kind of got their number, and maybe they bring you know bring bring the pain this year and and uh, you know realize that uh, some of their mistakes and kind of get better. They have a great coach and John Harbaugh over there, and and you know maybe they they finally get over the hill there. And I think uh, so. I'm going to go Ravens out of the AFC. Um, no, I mean, I, I think I'm with you too. You know, the AFC is going to come down to those two teams, uh, Baltimore and Kansas city. I would not be surprised if it's the AFC championship game, uh, this year. Um, but you know, yes, the Kansas city is the, the, the reigning defending champs, you know, playing an arrowhead is tough. This year is going to be different because who knows the percentage of fans are going to be there. And that's one of the best home field advantage in the league next to Seattle. Uh, Seattle's still my number one. You go to Seattle. It's very hard for you to win in Seattle. Um, 
And, you know, again, 20, you know, you, you keep saying all the right points, so I'm not going to reiterate them. But for me, it's all comes down to Patrick Mahomes. He has done it. He's done it as MVP. He's done it as non-MVP. He's done it as, you know, he's led his team through tough games and they've come back. How many times have they come back? They came back in the playoffs. How many times did they, you know, just put the gas pedal when they need to get down there? Um, I just think it's, it's Kansas City is definitely going to go back to Tampa. Um, I think they're going to, you know, get back to the Super Bowl. Um, you know, you, you would say repeating is repeating is. Re, I think winning the Super Bowls two years in a row is hard. Getting there isn't because Patriots did it three years in a row on an aging team. Like, you know, yeah. they went three years and then the Bron- um, you know, Seattle did it two years in a row. Like, it can be done. But I think once getting to where the game actually is is where when the rubber meets the road. But for me, for the AFC, it's it's Kansas City's Kansas City's conference for the foreseeable future, um, barring any sort of injuries. You know, they're they're the team to beat, and they're the ones booking their trip trip to uh, Tampa Bay in February. All right, there you have it. So James, you got KC all the way, and then uh, here I am on an island. It pains me. It pains <laughs> me to pick Kansas City, but I just don't see anybody else. I don't think Baltimore's good enough. I think I still think Lamar uh, Jackson still has this. I'm the best player in the world. I'm going to win it when he really has won nothing. He's won right. MVP. So, right. So there's a, there's a history there um, that he's been bounced twice early. So that's you know I I just think hey good coach good team another year with uh, Hollywood Brown uh, you know what they really need to work on there is probably a little bit. Uh, because they were the number one rushing team last year, or if not, definitely up there, top top three. Uh, so I, I just think that if they could throw the ball a little bit more this year with a little bit more ease, uh, you know, you, you might uh, you know be able to stay with KC. So there we there you have it. So let's let's jump over to the, the NFC conference. So James, why don't you give your picks first, and then I'll I'll, I'll jump in. So the one thing I love about the NFC is there has been no powerhouse in the NFC like Seattle years ago. And I'm saying years ago, it was only five years ago that Seattle was like the team. Every year, a new team has come out of nowhere, not really nowhere, but emerged as the team to beat. You had Los Angeles, you had the Ra- the you had the Ra- the Ra- uh, you had the Rams, you've had the Falcons, you've had Green Bay, who's always been there. You have San Francisco. Um, but for me, I just think eventually things have to go right for new Orleans. Eventually new Orleans has to win and get to the big game. Um, and that's my pick is going to be new Orleans. I think they'll still think their offense is off the charts, you know, especially with Emmanuel Sanders added down there, you know, they, they didn't lose much anybody off that offensive line. Drew Brees is still drew Brees. Um, you know, I think I think between him and Tampa, that's going to be a good matchup. I still like even with Tampa Bay adding uh, Fournette. I think Fournette's a joke. I don't. I think he just never lived up to his potential in Jacksonville. But no one ever really lives up to their potential in Jacksonville, so I can't hold him against that. But again, it goes to they have a ton of players on Tampa Bay, a lot of running backs, a lot of all stars, a lot of mouths to feed. When, if people aren't getting the ball when they're supposed to be, I could see Tampa Bay falling apart very quickly. Um, but again, I think for New Orleans, it's they're the team to beat. I think they should have been there the last two years. 
Um, I just, I, I just, I want to, I want New Orleans there. So I, I have New Orleans coming out of the, the NFC because it's, it's, it's about time for them to actually get everything going to go their right and not have a playoff game end in some sort of controversy. So. Well, obviously, obviously good pick. Uh, no arguments here, but, uh, I kind of, uh, <laughs> luckily we, we, we won't agree here for all you listeners out there. Um, what I think is, uh, I, I I had two choices here, and I think uh, you'd be you know surprised. Uh, one, I got Dallas, and Green Bay. I think they're going to be the ones in the championship game. Uh, I just based on their pedigree, uh, Dallas got a new coach, McCarthy, with Green Bay has knows how to get there. They have great team on paper. They just got to pull it together. Um, they're they're going to be playing in their nice dome, no people. No one ragging on them. <laughs> so I have a feeling that uh, Dallas can probably put together some wins and finally get to that promised land. But at least to the uh, NFC Championship, Green Bay is definitely going to be my pick. I think they're going to be the ones going to the Super Bowl. And that is why, uh, you know, I just something about Aaron Rodgers coming into this season uh, has got me going. The, the draft pick, I think it's got some fuel in his in him. Uh, aging quarterbacks. And he's still in a. As if we're talking about Drew Brees and we're talking about Tom Brady, this guy then is still in his prime. All right, so great team, one of the best receivers in the league, great running backs, got a backup running back that's uh, AJ Dillon out of Boston College, who's going to be awesome. Uh, and and I'm just looking up and down that division. They were 13 and three last year, just like New Orleans, just like San Francisco. They made it to the NFC Championship last year, got shellacked. But that was because of a running game. You know, San Francisco just ran the ball and ran it down their throats. Um, and they just couldn't they couldn't come back from that. They killed time. And uh, I think they, I think they're going to bounce back. And if they see Dallas, I think they're going to be a better team and uh, just move on. So that's that's kind of my road to uh, the uh, the Tampa Bay, I guess. It's going to be so you uh, have Baltimore versus Green Bay. And I have Kansas City versus New Orleans. Okay, those are two really, really good, um, two really, really good matchups. I think those are, you know, they're both going to be high scoring games, regardless, just due to the fact that there is a ton of different um, A plus pedigree top players there between the tight ends, the wide receivers, the coaching, all that stuff. So, who is your Super Bowl champions of the NFL this year? I think the NFC is going to take it this year. I think it's been an AFC thing going on for a number of years. They, I think Green Bay is going to come out on top. I think Aaron Rodgers is destiny is destined to win a second Super Bowl. Really solidify his career. Is he going to win the MVP? If he gets is all the way, in? like if he if he takes if he, if he does what I think he's doing in my head, yeah, sure, <laughs> I'm going to give him the MVP. All right. Okay. Um, and for me, um, it goes back to for what you're saying, repeating, winning this Super Bowl two years in a row is the hardest thing to do in the NFL. It is the hardest. It hasn't been done since the Patriots did it in 2003, 2004. You have, you have New Orleans, which A, is going to be playing in a stadium they know. Um, they play in it you know, every year, so, so they know how Tampa, Tampa Bay is. Um, you know, they're going to have their high flying offense. You're going to, they're going to have, you know, their defense is going to step up when it needs to step up. You know, they just, they're just a fast team. They can match Kansas city 
point-wise very, very easily. Um, in Kansas City, the same thing. You know, they're going to be quick. Tyreek Hill, the new running back. The only reason, I, again, the only reason I know that running back because he was listed sixth on the draft board for me today. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, so for me, um, I my pick is I'm going for the repeat champions. I think Kansas City is going to win back-to-back. Um, I just don't think anybody can stop them. I really just don't. I think I think if it wasn't for D Ford stepping, you know, being off sides in the AFC Championship game against the Patriots, you would have had the you Kansas City would have won a Super Bowl two years earlier. Like they would have won them the year before. Um, so I just, you know, I think it's gonna be an unbelievably high scoring game. I think any of these matchups are gonna be high scoring because it's an offensive centric league. But I have Kansas City it's Kansas City going back in the Florida, doing what they did in Miami. Um, I don't think they'll be behind. I think they very much will be leading, and I think Tampa Bay will be playing a lot of catch-up. And if that's the case, I don't think Tampa Bay can catch up and overtake Kansas City because you because Kansas City can score 21 whoa, whoa. points. Tampa Bay or, or, or uh, New Orleans? Oh, sorry, New Orleans. Um, I was about to say, whoa, I got confused. It's in Tampa Bay, sorry. I don't <laughs> think I, – I, I think if New Orleans comes – you know, is playing from behind, they can't make the points as quickly as – Kansas City can because Kansas City can score 24 points in four minutes it seems like all right done it. well you're so. living in that world they're seeing each other you don't think Saints defense is better than KC I understand the offenses um, but when you when you broil it down in that one game where you know tensions are you know everybody's a little tense defense Kansas City's been there before somehow. Kansas City's been there before it's they were there the year before um, you know, again, they brought 20 of 22 starters back. So they have the camaraderie there in which they're going to rely on each other. Um, you know, but again, it's, so even say New Orleans is out in front, Kansas City can still score unbelievably fast and get the ball back and keep New Orleans on its tails. Because New Orleans does get into a point where when they're behind, even by only like 10 points, they will abandon the run and just play chuck football. And like, okay, if that's the case, then they're going to put their, their their safeties out there and you know try to do what they do. Um, so I just I just don't I just don't think I just don't think New Orleans if they're if they get behind Kansas City, they can't recover. It's going to have to be like the Phillies New England game back in Super Bowl forty fifty two, where it was like every one one scored, the other scored, the other scored, the other like. It's going to have to be like that. But if some team gets up by 10, if Kansas City gets up by 10, it's game over. Sorry. All right. Just, it just, it, it's just Patrick Mahomes is Patrick Mahomes, Tyreek Hill. It's just Kelsey. It's just, it's tough. It's super tough. So, all right. So, obviously, we're making all these picks. We don't know what the future holds or any injury or whatever. We don't wish that upon anybody, obviously, in this sport, but crazier things have happened. Chad Henney or Jameis Winston? Chad Henney or Jameis Winston? Jameis Winston. Oh, all right. So if it does play out that way, I think the Saints have an upper hand if if something happens to good old Patrick Mahomey. Mahomey? But also don't forget, Chad Henney is technically not their true number two. It's the other guy. Who? Um... It's the it's the it's the quarterback that they use as like a running back as like a wildcat. They just signed him. Oh my god, what the heck's his name? 
Yeah, I'm looking at their ch- depth chart right now. There's only two QBs, Patrick Mahomes and Chad Henney. I looked at it. I no, was like, that no, ain't no, great not, if they're going to try to repeat. <laughs> no, not not the, the Saints depth chart. Not oh, the, the, oh, the Saints. Yeah, Saints have Jamison backing up Breeze just in case. No, they have Tyson Hill is the number two. Ahead of Jamison. Yeah. Tyson Hill is the one that runs like those gadget plays. Yeah, yeah. He he goes in like I don't know, like three plays, four plays a game. Yeah. So maybe so that's like why said, he's on this second. He's on this second. But I mean, if you think, but if 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 for whatever reason Drew Brees goes down, you think you think Tyson is going to be the QB for the whole game, or is he still going to be gadget play guy? And then Jameson will who knows? Just take over. Like I said, it could, they could still do that as well. But you can see that he can throw the ball deep. I know they signed him to a really big contract this off season to keep him in new Orleans. So he won't go away. So, which is crazy, which is crazy. I mean, I don't know. I, I really have, I've seen him catch a ball, throw a ball, run the ball. I mean, he can't do a lot, but is he like, is that just what he is? He's kind of like Swiss army well, knife. We'll see. Well, I also feel like I think Drew, what Drew Brees signed a two year deal or a one year deal. I don't know. How old is he? Was he forty two? Like a year behind? Uh, he's forty one. Yeah, forty. Oh yeah, he's he's a year or two behind uh, Brady. I don't know. I have a feeling that he might. There's because what happened to his hand last year? He was out for like five or six games, right? It was his uh, thumb. His thumb? thumb broke. But again, they had Teddy Bridgewater and they went three and one. Right. So 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 if Teddy Bridgewater went three and one with that team, Tyson Hill could still do that, or so so couldn't Jameis Winston. Like it's one of those. You know, I think their offense is pretty well good that you can plug and play. Uh, yeah, I guess that, that that was one of my good points where, you know, I think they have the depth chart is pretty good where uh, as far as with KC, I, who is their Chad Henney? That's it. They don't even have a third or a fourth. Yeah, true. Chad Henney was, you know, yeah, they won a couple of games, but. You know, again, it was, I think he was, Patrick Mahomes was rushed back. And that was always my thing was, I don't think he should have been rushed back. So it, it, the, the team goes as Patrick Mahomes goes. So Right. Yeah. Obviously we're playing in a very hypothetical, not maybe will never happen world, but I, I just kind of look at the depth chart and just like, ah, Chad Henney. I don't know. Like I don't see Teddy Bridgewater making going five and zero, you know what I mean? So, uh, uh, Breeze just signed a two year, fifty million dollar contract this year. Yeah, nice. So, but yeah, so ladies and gentlemen, that is our that completes our NFL preview. So don't yell us, yell at us if we get this wrong. We are literally two guys in respective rooms talking about football. So we want to hear your predictions for the Super Bowl and Super Bowl champions in our comments below or in our social media. But, Jay, I think it's time to the one segment that all friends and family of our group want to listen to. And what is that? Uh, Just a couple dads being dudes. And here we are. Yep. And here we are coming to an end of another summer, another beautiful summer. And this summer was very special to everybody, right? Was it one of the most memorable, crazy summers you ever had, James? Well, yes, too, but also it was well, like one of the nicest summers I can remember in a very long time. So, oh, how, how do you elaborate on weather? That? What, why well, was it weather-wise? The, it was like super nice. Like it didn't really feel like there was a ton of rain out days. It uh, felt like it was. <laughs> it was definitely a drought. Definitely super hot. I have I have the brown grass to show you. You know, <laughs> what, my my pride possession as a as being a dad and a homeowner. It's 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 awful. 
It's, uh, yeah, but, uh, no, you're right. You're right. Yeah. Definitely not a lot of rainouts. Um, but of course that would happen when everything is shut down and locked tight because of the pandemic. Yeah. Which could be, which could be like a rainy summer at all. It had to be like a beautiful summer. Yeah. And that would have been fine. I mean, you know, I'll be honest with you. This whole summer uh, kind of went by in a flash. I know a lot of people would say that, but uh, I didn't get to enjoy the beach, which I'm not a huge beach goer. I know you are, James, but uh, didn't get to do that. Did some hiking, right? Uh, we can always talk about that and go further with that. But uh, the parks were all kind of closed and then open and playgrounds were kind of like caution taped around our, you know, like those weren't always something to go do. Man, but what I did, I must have walked or ran hundreds of miles this summer because I would just strap the kids. Like, here I am as a dad with the kids at home. Got two, right? Girl will be two in November. A boy will be four in October. So I had a three and a one during this whole summer quarantine. And my favorite thing about the day was strapping them into a stroller so they couldn't get out and let me put my AirPods on and walk and just have some silence. That's that's so my summer of 2020 is like, man, I must have walked from the moon and back. So, yeah, no, that, was, and, and, that was my highlight. And that's what it was here too. Um, early on when, you know, I, I got a new job. And so one of the things, you know, I rewarded, you know, new job, you know, much. Uh, oh, much you have a job. Pay. Humble, humble brag. Oh, yeah. Trust me. Yeah. Well, I, literally like a week after I got hired, they're like, yeah, they're hiring freeze at my new job. I was like, <laughs> got her the walker there. You know what? Um, I I think we talked about this. I, I my first day was March 2nd and two day, two weeks later, I'm sent home, meaning to work from home. And it was for the so the week it was ridiculous. I was supposed to start. I had HR call me, being like, "Just, just heads up, we're you know everybody's working from home now." And I, I know, still so have we, a job, do I, don't I? And basically, <laughs> I was like, "So do I? Am I working?" Like, and they're like, "Yeah, your manager will reach out to you. He'll meet you and give you all the stuff you need to work remotely." And I was like, "Okay." So, um, with with that reward, with that new job, it, I told Jen I would. We bought, yeah, you know, we got Apple watches. Um, as a as a treat for another humble brag jeez you know i'm just kidding i got one too and we compete yeah. well we don't compete but we should i i, I every time it comes up dude would like to challenge jay i'm like no because you're gonna kick my ass because he walks <laughs> with the kids like eight times a day every 20 minutes it's like jay completed a workout um <laughs> you, so. see, you see that people you see all that <laughs> listeners <laughs> i i have the system broken i strap the kids in i give them some 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 crackers and water and say this is what we're doing for the next hour so we uh so that, that's what i did i used to go with walks on harrison all the time and jen would go on walks with us and all you know we'd go on walks all the time every night we'd go on a walk she would go or i would go because she was working from home until the end of um the end of uh july is when she actually went back in the office uh her her school was allowed to reopen in a capacity to get students back in the building. So, you know, at that point in time, it was you know, Harrison's at, you know, the sitters and stuff. So a lot of times our walks were at the end of the day. Um, but like I said, it was, it was definitely something where, you know, the watch helped push us to go out and do that. Oh, but you know, hundred percent. Oh yeah. I loved it again, but, but it was nice out. And then again, the sun out here again, we're, we're an hour and a half for 90 minutes farther West than you are. The sun out here doesn't go down to like nine o'clock. It's the weirdest thing. Like it would be bright to like nine 30. So we could go for a walk oh, after nice. dinner 
until like you know we could go really really late but man the second the fourth of july comes that sun like crashes down like the like the sunset gets like really rapidly earlier um but you know like you said the hiking definitely helped out um you know with the backpack but you're right it was just like you know hey we know harrison's too young to go to playgrounds but like we couldn't take west to playgrounds we couldn't take him oh yeah you know, couldn't you go to malls, like to- couldn't go shopping, couldn't go to movies. I'm telling you, it's just kind of like all those like little little things. And no one wants restaurants. to go to eat. Like you can't take like we went out. Me and Jen personally, us went out to the. We went to Springfield for a day just to get away. We went to the Fort Student Prince and ate outside, oh, which nice. was perfectly fine. It was really nice. You know, we we went at lunch. And nobody's there. It was like us and another table. So we're just we're open air. Um, but like you're right, yeah, you know, the casinos weren't open. You know, you know, we went to the beach twice, which wasn't that bad because we were on a private beach. So it, you're just you're there by yourself, basically. Um, so that was nice. The two weekends we went were very, very nice weather. You know, water was gorgeous and stuff. Um, but then it was like you said, hikes, you know, random like, we, you know, for a couple of weekends, we just put the kids in the car and drove around the Berkshires and drove out to Cooperstown or drove up to Lake George and literally just did a loop and got back in the car and drove back because that's two, three hours in a car just to get out of the apartment. Um, but it was definitely weird, but we, you know, hopefully, hopefully next year, you know, this all dies down a little bit where we can, you know, go on a real vacation and stuff like yeah, that. Oh yeah, so, for sure. But you know, the good thing was Harrison's less than one. He turns one this week, which is fantastic. We're Sweet. excited, but he's not going to remember this. So it's not like he's, he can ever look back and be like, I remember that summer where we just didn't do anything. No, he's not going to, he'll see photographs, but the photographs he sees are us having fun doing yeah, whatever we're no, doing. No, we, we, we still got it in. We still get, we did some so, things, you know, definitely a lot of hikes, a lot of walks, a lot of. I do miss this baseball games. I miss live baseball games. Yeah, I just, you know, I usually go visit my parents down in Delaware every year at the, you know, the last week before school starts, you know, last week in August. Yeah. We didn't get to do that this year. Um, and, that, and it kind of sucked because they got a nice pool for the kids. They love going and down. You're probably right close. How close are your parents to the ocean? Uh, they live in like, like a... Delaware is a small state. That's why I'm... Yeah, it's it's 20 minutes, but as, as the crow flies, I guess, you know, it's it's not that far away, but uh, it's just not a good route, you know? And, okay. and when you have beach traffic, it's it's it, it could turn into like 30, 40 very quickly because they have all these outlets on Route 1 uh, yep. for, for Rehoboth. Um but once you finally get there, it's awesome. So, so we didn't get to do that. So can't wait for next year on that one. You know, when we, when right. we do get to That's travel. That's good. Yeah. yeah. It's just, you know, it was weird. Um, and, but everybody's safe. No one got sick, which is always good. So, you know, with that, guys, you know, you know, summer's coming in. As you're listening to this show, it's Labor Day. It's after Labor Day. So I hope you had a great summer. We want to hear about your your, your, your summer adventures, like I said, um, on all our social media and stuff. So um, with that, Jay, where can people find us? Uh, on social media. All right. At Gmail, it's go time pod at gmail.com. And on Instagram, it's go time podcast at it's go time podcast. All right. And on Facebook, it is it's go time with Jay and James. That is literally the whole sign. Just so to throw that right in there. And then if you want to go on our Twitter, it is it at it's at go time with JJ. So at go time 
with JJ. So check it out. You know, the Twitter account has zero follows, zero followers and zero follows. So we're very, very short on that. So give us a quick like. Uh, nothing really has been posted on that as we have no one who follows us. Um, <laughs> but if you want to follow us, I see activity. I will definitely post some stuff on there. But definitely check out what we're doing on our Instagram. Jay is the one who actually managed that. So he's been doing a fantastic job up to date. And I'm kind of doing my best with the Facebook. So like I said, we want to hear from you. So put in the comments below on all that stuff. But I have one more question for you, Jay. Sure. One more question. Did you use that coupon for Deadly Grounds Coffee and order some Deadly Grounds Coffee? Hell yeah, I did. Yeah, I got, there we go. I, I got I got French vanilla on its way and pumpkin spice. And you know what? Guess who else? I'm going to give a shout out to Eric Hyam, one of our greatest listeners out there. Not only does he review, he gives us five stars. A hell of a review. If you don't know about it, you go ahead and read it. Eric, I'm going to reach out. I'm going to tell you, you got a profession here. You could be a professional reviewer for all podcasts or Amazon. I don't care. Your reviews are excellent. And he got two. I forgot. I think it was the Barney Stone. Is that? Or Curse of some, the Barney Stone. Yep. yep. Curse of the Barney Stone. Uh, and he got a second coffee. But he took a picture of it. He showed it to me. He's like so proud of it. He's like, hey, I used it. And I'm going to enjoy this coffee. So we're going to split. I'm going to get. I got two pair. We made sure that we didn't get the same ones. And we're going to we're going to share some. So there you go. Thank you. Thank you. Dead, Deadly Grounds for the for the for the great discount. And I hope keep them coming. Keep them coming. So definitely check them out at getdeadly.com. Um, definitely their information is in the show notes, as well as you heard that wonderful trailer in the front of it. You know, getdeadly.com. Uh, Deadly Grounds Coffee are wonderful, wonderful uh, um sponsor and also go to go to the dorkening.com for all your podcast needs there's 30 plus shows on there give them a like them all listen but with that guys this ends episode four next week like jay said we are going to do our fantasy football anonymous so definitely tune into that show we want to hear about your fantasy football um quirks needs draft picks horror stories how much money you've lost how much money you've won fights you've gotten into all that stuff because we're going to talk about all that stuff and plenty more so definitely tune in next week so with that guys have a safe fun, healthy Labor Day weekend. Summer is still around to the 21st of September. Then you can start rocking out to some earth, wind, and fire. But at that point in time, guys, have a wonderful night, wonderful day. Whenever you're listening to this, we'll see you later. Peace out.